For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Ponder at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Pubcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.6. It's personal. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hey. Chapter 11. Dresden is met by Detective Rudolph and Detective Sergeant John Stallings. They convince Dresden to come with them to help a friend, Mickey Malone. Outside the house, Dresden finds evidence of a small, violent scene. So yeah, so he leaves Morty, right? Already knowing they've just discussed this big nightmare thing, and is it going to find me before I find it? And he gets home, and there's like yet another unmarked car on his driveway. (laughs) It's like, fuck. (laughs) So, turns out, it's a couple of detectives from SI. Yes. So we've got Rudolph and Sergeant Stallings. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's kind of a jerk. He doesn't really like Dresden very much. <laughs> so the first time, just in case you don't remember, that we met Rudy was when the loop guru decimated SI. Um, he was just the new kid on the block. And they're like, here, keep an eye on Dresden for a minute while we go fight this big thing killing all our friends. They really and said, Dresden, keep an eye on this kid. Yeah. <laughs> really, but they phrased it the other way for Rudy's sake. Because technically, Dresden wasn't supposed to be there at all. He was supposed to be. Well, I guess he wasn't under arrest at that point. But either way, whichever way it went. They didn't know that he had broken into the police station. Well, they didn't know he'd broken point. into the police station. But that. Everyone's oh, like, that Dresden, why are you after? wearing. No, 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 he was, it was after he escaped custody. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, he'd been arrested. Dresden, and then, so, why are you wearing a janitor's outfit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, did he sneak in first and then get arrested for Delaney's involvement afterwards? But no, it was the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, technically, yes. He Dr- Rudy that. was supposed to be keeping tabs on Dresden and having him in custody. Yeah. Found the Snoopy, Snoopy doll They for took the Snoopy doll to make the... Yeah, exactly, right? So that's where we first met him. So he had a very... Rudy had a very rude awakening to the supernatural Traumatic. world. Very traumatic Mm -hmm. first time being confronted with this stuff and it's like a big serious baddie no like no easing him into it um so again his mind basically went into shut down and this didn't really happen i don't know what it was and then the normal human explained it away exactly right so and then um he's mad at him because I think I said because he was involved a couple months ago in whatever raid they'd just done as well. And he chickened out. He chickened ran. out and ran. So, yeah. So, it's it's one of those, you know, blaming Dresden for, you know, it's like every time you show up, I don't look good. <laughs> like, I, I am inept and it's your fault. Yeah. So, rather than blaming, like, the scary loop guru or, you know, demon summoning bad guys, whatever, um, you know, because that stuff's not real. So it's obviously all Dresden's fault. Harry's easier to bully. Yeah, 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 exactly. So not not a big fan of each other. Here's my spoiler. I do remember some things, and I remember that Rudolph is the biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, we don't really like Rudy. He's not. Yeah. He has no patience or tact. He simply tells Dresden to get in the car without asking nicely or telling him why. But fortunately, yeah. John is there to be a civil human being. Yeah, because he's Tell like, us everything you know about John, Mom. What, am I under arrest? And he's like, just get in the car. <laughs> it's like, um, we don't actually know all that no. much about John. 
Other than he's a pretty stand-up guy, he's been there for a while as well, and he eventually more or less replaces Carmichael <laughs> as Murphy's partner. Sure does. <laughs> and then eventually he is also replaced by Rollins. But that's all way <laughs> down the line and can be extra content. Why are you laughing at me like no, that? I'm not. Get a dossier on Rudolph. I want to know what you know about the rest of these guys. Oh, yeah, well, that's because they give us a bit more. Cause they just have to tell us how much of an asshole Rudy is. <laughs> so they've picked out... Well, yes. Yeah, average, average asshole. Talk about him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it so easy to hate him. Mm-hmm. Right off he the really, bat. He uh, really, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like the anti-Michael. Like, you just yeah. love Michael right from the get-go and want everything about Michael. And, like, Rudy, just the first time, you're like, you just, there's an odor about him. You're just like, mm, I'm not going to like this guy. Right. <laughs> and every time you meet him again, you're like, yeah, nope, I like him less. <laughs> like, yeah, so Rudolph, again, is like your preppy dandy boy kind of, too. He's good-looking and clean-cut and full of himself, whereas... Stallings is like a bad haircut and kind of like some dark, but he's like the smart one, right? Like he's got intelligent eyes. He knows what he's doing. He's right. So Rudy's all about the flash and bang, right? He's like, he's got to look good to cover up for all his inadequacies and short (laughs) failings, shortcomings, his failings. Whereas uh, Stallings doesn't need to. He's like, yeah, I don't care if my have a thousand dollar haircut or I haven't shaved this week. Like I'm just going to get shit done. versus... Uh, Agent McCall. Yeah. Nailed it right there. Teen Wolf reference. I got that much. (laughs) (laughs) And it was Teen Wolf beyond that. (laughs) No one who listens to this podcast watches Teen Wolf. No one in this podcast watches Teen Wolf. You don't know that. I'm going to bring it up all the time. It's, oh, I can't you. That doesn't work either. I was about to say, I'm like, it's Wesley Wyndham Price versus Giles, but Giles was also really. No, no. <laughs> Wesley had more of a stick up his butt, but Giles was not exactly. Booth? Vers- Agent versus- Booth? <laughs> <laughs> versus, versus young Giles. <laughs> Wesley Wyndham Price versus badass rocker boy Giles. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, so I, again, just to throw out there, Harry and Rudolph are very close in age, too. Yes. They're like, they've got to be like within two years of each other. Probably. Oh, I never thought about it that yeah. way, too. There's that me thinking Dresden's I know, old Harry's still a guy. baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's maybe 28 at this point, about to be 28, right. give or take. And But yeah, exactly, given, given Rudy's description and place within... Yeah, we'll turn 28 in a matter of days. Yeah, in this book. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Rudy exactly can't be that much further behind yeah. where Dresden is. Yeah, no, that's all. So they're just going to say they're like, yeah, so Rudy's getting all like, he's getting the car and Dresden's like, fuck you. And Stallings is like, Kate, it's Murphy wants you. It's children. It's, yeah, yeah, basically. Basically, he's like, it's um, uh, Malone. Mickey Malone and that a case is personal. Yeah, so then Harry's like, oh, okay. He just said that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Murphy asked for you, fuck, lead with that bitch. Yeah, right, but because, yeah, because Rudy's just such a little snot, Uh Harry's like, fuck you, you little snot. So yeah, so then he gets all weird and he's like, dad, and like, oh, you should just come see for yourself, which is like, "Mm, worse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that. it was a yes or no question. (laughs) So it's like, I mean, maybe not worse, because you didn't just be like, he's dead, but this, this is, in my world, this is not, yeah, this yeah. is almost worse than just. Oh, right. 
So, yeah, so he really wants to get on the Mort stuff and figure out about this nightmare thing, and he's like, ah, I should just be like, I'm busy right now, but ultimately he's like, it's Murphy, you know, like, she's done a lot for me, I've done some shit for her, I can't just leave her hanging, and yeah. I know I know I'm alone too, like, you know, not as well, but he does, I mean, this but is he's the a, thing. he is considers these, him a friend. So. Yeah, it's like, you don't see a lot of the intermix between Dresden and SI. But you get sort of short, like really it's just Murphy, but you get short snippet, right? Like he's you get the hint. He's obviously got a decent bond and, and, you know, working friendship with Stallings here, right? Like, yeah, okay, fine, we're not running out for beers every other night, but obviously Stallings, you know, respects enough of what he does and things like that. And that's the thing is that you have to remember that Dresden, again, the majority of his paid work comes from consulting with SI, so he does work with a lot of these mm-hmm. guys. And again, it's a smaller department, you know, he does work. A smaller work. disgrace department. You gotta remember, SI is already the underdogs and the rejects right, to a which, point already. Which again, is, also brings that guys. bond of, yeah, the misfits and stuff like that, of, right? Well, so, it's not that they're bad cops, but for whatever reason, if you're an SI, you know that you've been most pushed of the, to the edge. I was gonna say, know? most of the time it's just politics. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they think there's a, I mean, sometimes it's because you're a somewhat incompetent cop. A lot of times it's more just because <laughs> you stepped on somebody's toes somewhere, and so mm-hmm. this is is kind of the the shit posting you get, right? Well, it's nice to see that Stalin's does believe in him because up to up to this point, we keep seeing Dresden being disgraced in some manner or form by either Murphy not believing in him at some point, mm-hmm. or um, uh, Carmichael. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the, the mobster pairing up Marcone. Marcone besmirching his reputation by by saying that he hired him. Yeah. So this is really nice that somebody actually believes his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did see he was a little bit, yeah, in full good camaraderie moon, there. In full moon, that mm-hmm. was a little bit of the problem. He was kind of on the outs with a lot of the cops because of, they weren't sure about this Marcone rumor. Mm-hmm. They're all like, "How dare you turn on us? I thought we were friends. We yeah. worked together." Yeah, exactly. So yes, yeah, you do see that. There's been a little bit either, of re- repair yeah. since then. Yeah, exactly. That either you know some of the people he was closer with didn't buy into it, or you know if they did, people are starting to see like, "Oh no, that was just Marcone." bullshit and yeah harry's still an all right guy (laughs) which is actually funny to consider that like um you know a couple of months ago he was arrested in that small town on the talbot case and then a couple (laughs) days ago he was arrested for speeding through chicago and the cops are like hey man (laughs) hey harry yo what's up again (laughs) like every time you get arrested and cops are just constantly like confiscating you're like like, works with the police badge What'd you do this time, man? Yeah, it's the guy with the stick again. <laughs> like, Literally, though, like, imagine, like, you're just constantly arresting a guy with, like, an FBI all-access badge, and you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so, anyway. fuck. So, yeah. So, he's like, all right, fine. He's like, it's it's Mickey and blah, blah, blah. So, he's like, all right, let's go. So, they get there. I love, before they get there, he manages to destroy Rudolph's radio oh, on yes, the journey. Yes, <laughs> and it also Oops. sounds like he managed to kill the car as well. It's like, it, it stuttered after it, they shut the engine off. Yeah. I know, but he's like, whatever. He gets in the back seat and just like closes his eyes because he's like trying to think and he's still kind of tired. He's got shit going on. And then, yeah, it's like he hears the radio like pop and he just kind of opens wide eye and like smirks at him in the rear view yeah. mirror. He's like, <laughs> jerk. Fuck you, I fucking you. <laughs> and there's like, can't prove it was me. How did I make your radio go out? I don't do anything, remember? You don't believe in magic. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, 
Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So then we get the little recap on 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 the Loop Guru thing, and so yeah. So we find out that while he was not named at the time, Mickey was one of the ones there, and he got hamstrung in yeah. it and stuff like that. So yeah. So the injuries. So he mostly healed, um, and then he also went along on this this raid that Rudy chickened out of again. This not that long ago. Um, and, you know, did his part. That was all fine. They took down the bad guy, but decided that his limp was going to be right. So basically, he's just retired. He took his disability. Uh He's, right, he's an older cop. He's been in the game for a long while. He's, you know, paid his dues, put in his time. You know, now it's just time to... Deserves the retirement. Deserves the retirement. Like, yeah, he's been through some shit. (laughs) But yeah, deserves the retirement. Like, he's been through some shit, some shit, and everything's happened. So, yeah. Obviously, Justin's like, he's a likable guy. I've got some respect for him. Like, yeah, Yeah. let's go see what's going on. So, not had the best of times lately. Poor, poor Mr. Malone. So, as soon as they get there... Bad Mojo Jojo. Bad Mojo Jojo. Harry starts sensing something from, like, across the street. Because it's all, this is, again, it's kind of a nice little touch, right? It's, like, the little driveway's full of cars. There's cars all along the street in front of the house. Murphy had to, like, pull her bike up onto the lawn. So it's, like, you've got, like, a bunch of people here rooting for him and coming to check out. And, you know, whether they can do anything or not, right? They're just an outpouring of, you know, affection and and support for their bud. Well, as we'll see in a minute, too, like, um... Malone's wife didn't call the cops. She called Murphy she called personally. Murphy. Yeah, yeah right? she didn't want So this to. is like just the full showing of like not the police force but just like the police family. Yes. You know? yes. Like, yes. You know? Yeah, exactly. Those that are, are, are in the know and worthy to be and really mm-hmm. concerned and somehow find out about... Not just any random cop that got dispatched, but the people who really it's, know and want to be there and lend their support. And yeah, and, and that... Um, sorry, is it Sophie? Sophia? Sonia. Sonia. Sonia, that, that again, is willing... Because, again, right, she's not going to let just anybody in and see, right? So these are the people that, mm-hmm. that her and Mickey trust right. and whatever, right? So, so yeah, so they have to park kind of across the street because there's already this little cluster of, of people people already there taking up room and Harry can already start sensing that something's wrong right. and he's like yeah there's a kind and, and Rudy's all like you're showboating like you can't yeah he's even. dumb right like, he just picks on everything and rude yeah yeah just everything because yeah Harry just kind of trails off like his attention his focus is being pulled on this bad it's like a dog smells a squirrel. He's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's squirrel. He's like, oh my god, could you be any more of a fucking, like, loser and, like, show yeah. off and, yeah. Shoot but him. he shuts up a couple minutes later when Harry starts discovering little dead bodies of furry things all over. So there's, like, yeah. a cat. And I like this. is kind of like how we've talked about before where it's, like, it's just always that little bit harder when it's, like, I thought of you, Tanzan. It wasn't even a cat, it was a kitten. It was, yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) just brand new to the world. Six, seven months. Even more tragic. Yeah, not not full grown. So it's, yeah, under a year old kind of a thing. And, and, but the one thing, right, I noticed that they did kind of make it astray. He's like, oh, there's no collar. So at least you can kind of go, hopefully it wasn't a pet. (laughs) Hopefully it was just random. But yeah, this little kitty and like some birds and something that was small and fuzzy. And now it's just small and fuzzy and squishy like not even like yeah it's just right so he finds like what is a half a dozen of these little like it's just not cool and he's like so again right it's like all this shit that's 
flitting around the neighborhood. It's not all like in one spot. No, it's all He's basically like, yeah. across their He's lawn. wandering net. around and just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so I thought you said it was around the neighborhood. I was like, no, no I'm like, it's, it's like not, not just in one pile. It's not, yeah, it's not in one pile, but it's, yeah, all around the, the Malone house the kind of a thing, all across the lawn and stuff like that. So, yeah. So already he's like, this is this is not cool. Like this is really weird. Um, yeah, he thinks that it's kind of odd that it caught his attention, and he thinks because maybe there were so many of them that, that that's possibly why. It was, yeah, like that's the thing. Right? Gave he's off like, that yeah, like because he's like, yeah, there's always something around like death and trauma and whatever, right? But he's like, this one little stray cat should not have been enough to like tweak my senses from a distance, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Well, again, like, but. It was like decapitated though. No, the the cat had its neck broken broken. and it was, yeah, its front and back legs were in different directions. It wasn't just like they died though. But that's the, yeah, it was some trauma. Yeah, and that's why he's saying like even some trauma lingering around this sort of violent death should not have been. But exactly then as he pokes around a little bit more. And, and, you know, realizes after the first couple, he notices that, you know, Rudy and Stallings have come up and they're looking a little green. Yeah, and all of a sudden there's all like this carnage of all these like animals dead. And, and again, in violence, not just like, oh, a bird accidentally ran into my window, you know, but it's like the, the quality of what's happened and the quantity is like something's not kosher here like this is and even like you believe in magic or not i mean you know it's kind of like you know it's enough to creep somebody out well it's serial killer profile though like torturing like little small animals yeah right so yeah like you come across a lawn and there's like like harry doesn't know what's happening inside but presumably both cops know at this point right yeah so for them to you know come up behind and know what's happening in the house right now and then and have uh, presumably missed all these animals out front yeah and now they're just like looking for Oh, this is just even creepier and more Yeah, twisted. like it totally feels like, okay, there's a target on Malone now. Like, this is pretty... Yeah. Even from a little bit of a um, sadistic, sick, pessimistic view, I think cops would just have no choice but to come from that angle, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, like my instant thought in that situation would be like, okay, <laughs> this just got a lot more targeted than... Yeah, not just some random, know? like, yeah. Well, exactly, right? Because once you see, you could just be like flipped his shit but you're like well if he flipped his shit why is like did mickey do all of this first before like yeah just either, either way, way you like, look at it is exactly yeah, it's like this is all it doesn't this, bode well either it, it way doesn't bode well it's added yeah it's added another level to this whole thing and it's yeah. just disturbing and and stallings is like like what the fuck like mm-hmm. how did this right and he's like mm, don't know he's like my take me then he's like where's mickey and he's like inside and then we're like okay justin's mm-hmm. like all right let's check out the next level here that brings us to chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Chapter 12. Dresden waits for an invitation into the Malone house. Once he receives it, he goes to see Mickey, who seems to almost be in a possessed-like state. So yeah, so he goes in and he wants to be invited. He wants either Mickey or Mrs. Mickey to come and again rudolph makes a big deal like oh my god what are you fucking dracula yeah he's like last week her last week checked dracul is still (laughs) (laughs) last we checked (laughs) um but is that is that harken back to uh butcher's um research on Dracula. Yeah. Well, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> it's like, last we checked, he was there, but I don't know now. That's why I feel like I don't trust that guy. I know. But anyways, so, um, yeah, so he still thinks he's being all, like, posy and, like, 
fancy schmancy like me. I have to be invited in. And, and Justin's like, yeah, no, it's space. So yeah, so he's keep, Rudolph keeps trying to make a stink about it, and Rollins is like, just fucking who cares? Go get her. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he's uh, Stallings. He, Stallings does, yeah, because he's he, yeah. Stallings tells Rudolph to go and get her, and because he even kind of says he's like, well, can we like invite you in? He's like, yeah, no, it's not the same thing because it's not your house, kind of a thing, right? And he adds a nice little notation here about how because they're all like friends and stuff like that 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 they all sort of have an, an unspoken standing invitation kind of a thing like they haven't really messed with the threshold coming in and out but if it had been like a bunch of strangers and so you know coming in and out and whatever that would have like met you would have had disrupted enough people going it, yeah. back and forth that it might have disrupted it a bit but they kind of make some you know again just keep it in the scope keep like some rules mm-hmm. and be like hey this is why it matters more here and now and um, so yeah, so so again, Rudolph is like, this is bullshit, you don't have any powers to leave behind. <laughs> and Mary's like, well, you want me to help or not, this is what I need. So Stallings is finally like, well, yeah, go. And he quizzes him a little bit about the it. extra point that Harry's also like, I also just don't want to be rude and come to houses. And he does say that too, he's like, I don't like going where I'm not welcome, so... <laughs> You know, I get that Murphy called me in on this, but it's not Murphy's husband. It's not mm-hmm. Murphy's house. It's not. So I want to make sure that Mrs. Malone is okay and knows I'm here and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so again, we get a little bit more um, Gets behind me. the curtain, you know, because, yeah, Stallings asks some questions for the audience and we get a little mm-hmm. more exposition and that's cool. And I like, he's like, well, how could, you know, he's like, well, humans get it. Monsters don't. Well, how could, he's like, how do I? <laughs> he's like, I don't know everything, man. He's like, I just, and Stallings is like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, fair, sorry. <laughs> well, it goes the difference between a home and a house and, and they, they use a concrete um, example which was Vic, Victor Sells yeah as he's and how he how he ruined his threshold yeah and it why it didn't work anymore the family mm-hmm. vacation home but between A being a business and B being a lot of really 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 dark fucked up magic <laughs> that like negated it and wrecked it yeah no. well and just fully like like Butcher really hammers in the threshold in this book like it oh, we hit it yeah. like it seems like chapter after chapter after chapter Dresden is extremely conscientious of it in this book right mm-hmm. which to be fair thresholds of a home thresholds of the never never thresholds of life and living and death like it's big in this book right the yeah. themes of it but it is extremely like I don't want to say it's overdone, but it's just very much like, you gotta understand this We shit. find out a lot about yeah. the threshold. Like, it's mm-hmm. been sort of mentioned, he mentioned it with the toad demon and that, but here we get yeah. exactly like you're really, a lot yeah, You're getting, like, the entire scope of it now. And you get, yeah. yeah, more background information, more than you should, mm-hmm. stuff like that, yeah. So, so, yeah, so we get some of that with... And that, yeah, and then so Stallings throws out another. He's like, yeah, man, I never really would have believed all this stuff before coming to work for SI. And Harry's like, oh, it's kind of good. It means, you know, because he's like, yeah, I still have a hard time. He's like, well, it means you're not running into it as much, right? You're still, Mm -hmm. right. Which, again, is part of the problem with Rudy that, you know, obviously Stallings has had some lesser profile, lower profile cases of dealing with, eh, this is kind of wonky, whereas literally Rudolph's introduction was a fucking giant, massive, scariest of the scariest werewolves. Yeah. Deny, 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 right off the bat. Just yeah. block it out, right? So... It's quite, I think, a good case for, for trauma in that regard. Yeah, he is. Like he he's, is. Just he's still an asshole, but at least we write. But this, this is it. Stalin's, Stalin's is... In another universe, you know, you can really empathize with Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. Not in this universe. Not in this universe, <laughs> but in another one. But um, but anyway, so he says, because he's like, okay, that means you're not dealing with it too much. And he's like, mm, maybe that's changing. Like, there's been a lot more disappearances. And they yeah, a lot of it, you know, street people and, and transients and stuff like that. But, you know, again, like a lot of them that are, are known to the cops and things like that, too. And it's just weird now, like all of a sudden, like noticing and, you know, knowing now what I know about 
things that go bump in the night, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now, you know, when people just randomly disappear off the streets, you, you know, it's like, it makes me wonder if it's got that supernatural and it's not just some random, they fell in a snowbank somewhere in the middle of winter, you know. Right, dressed in the mixed connection between that, the, uh, and Bianca's party. And Bianca's, the, yeah. And a potential influx of vampires that and probably has some Appetizers. To do with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Right. So again, right. It's like, oh, so there we go. It's bringing it in again. And there could be a hole. And it's like, and I kind of, right. Like you're on the one hand, you're like, yeah, tell them like all these poor people are getting snatched up. But at the same time, you know, you get like, you know, Dresden's like, I don't want to start. Like, Can't make an enemy of Bianca for nothing. More of an enemy of mm-hmm. Bianca for more nothing. <laughs> you well, know, it sounds like he's it. already got a, a bit of a standard there that you don't involve the mortal world in the supernatural. And you don't, so, right. Yeah, but don't this is send where the police because this is and this breaking is Again, the difference between like Michael and Dresden. The second Michael found out that people were, he doesn't care if they're a bomb, if they're a nobody, if they have no family, if nobody cares about them, if, you know, whatever. He's like, you can't just snatch people off the street and eat them, right? Whereas Harry's like, yeah, it's not cool. And I know this thing, but again, like, I don't want to. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to, you know, like, yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm already in kind of hot water. I don't want to make things worse personally with Mm -hmm. Bianca because she's already kind of got it out for me. I don't want to make things, like, politically because that's going to make a whole big thing between the vampires and the White Court and uh, White Council and I'm really going to be in trouble for that. You know what I mean? It's just more just standing, though, because it's like, you know, Michael gets to operate as, like, God's right-hand man. Yeah, oh, I know. Dresden is just a renegade all by himself. It's like, even if Harry himself is like, this is my town, that's not cool. What the fuck is Harry going to do about it? No, no, and I get that, but that's, you know, again, I think it just tells you a little bit more about where Harry has to stand mm-hmm. with some of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Harry does, like, again, on the whole, you know, and even three books in, you know, he's made it very obvious that Harry doesn't sort of weigh one life more than another kind of a thing, you know, like, oh, losing a few people is better than, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you should say, but again, this is a case where he's, like, given the circumstances of what it is, he's like, I don't really want to jump in. He's like, I don't, I get, he doesn't have the, the proof. He's like, mm, it's likely this is what's going on, but... He's like, I don't know exactly. I don't want to stick the cops on and make this whole thing, and, you right. know, if it's not, then I've jumped the gun and made a problem, and if it is, then I've jumped the gun and made a worse problem, and... But yeah, I get well, it. He kind of brushes a- it off, though, and he's like, you know, like, seven figures worth of people disappear in America every year. Like, he, like, kind of talks himself out of it, too. He's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, ex- right. But again, I think that's just, again, Harry's, you know, definitely my good guy, and I'm behind Harry and all four. But again, it's just a little bit of that mm-hmm. dichotomy, right? Whereas, like, Michael is just all about the black and white and the truth of it, and Harry's, this oh, yeah. is, this is him wandering right in some rays again. He's like, I, yeah, it's, it's like, It's an easier I, life to live black and white. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't really want these bums to go missing, but, uh... So anyways, so... So Mrs. Malone comes to the door and makes an official invitation for Dresden to come in. Yeah, and I love how, again, like, which is just so good at summing up people in a snapshot. It's like she comes to the door and she's like, Stallings, put that out. And he, like, immediately drops a cigarette, you know? <laughs> she's like, put that disgusting thing away. Like, don't smoke near my, you know? And he's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, we find out she's like an elementary school teacher. To this. So she's very nice and polite, you know, when he comes. But she's also like, don't mess with me, you know? And, like, the <laughs> cops respect that and stuff too, right? I'm like, I just love, like, you just get this sense of, of people very well with 
small introductions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so basically she's like, if you can help, then you're welcome into my home. Yeah. yeah. And she mentions Dresden saving Mickey's life, which Dresden doesn't deny, but he doesn't agree with either. Yeah. It's got that, like, that well, sort he, of sense of guilt that it's that he still thinks it's his fault that it happened in the first place. Yeah, still feels bad that he didn't prevent the thing from going down and how many people were killed and injured. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's like, like, well, he was only hamstrung, not killed, but he was hamstrung yeah. and to the point where he doesn't feel comfortable continuing, uh, you know, exactly. It's that. Yeah, it just shows Dresden's over, overdeveloped sense of responsibility. and Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's looking at it as like exactly like, but he didn't die. Like you managed to Good old guilt complex. And yeah. Yeah, it's just never... And again, I mean, he's... he's <laughs> Are you sure he's not Catholic? <laughs> yeah, right. True story. <laughs> Have you been born, sinner? <laughs> there's there's no way he's only known Michael for a year and has... There's got yeah. a lot more Catholic guilt rubbing off on him than one year's worth. Sorry, but sure, that's just... Doesn't fly with us. Um, so Mrs. Ballone rings Dresden up to the room. Yeah, she, well, she points him, right? She takes him up, so, and he passes, like, the living point, room, yeah. which has, like, a bunch of cops all sitting around. He's, like, it's like a funeral, right? Because everybody's, like, but exactly, right? Like, nods and acknowledges, and they go by, and they kind of acknowledge him, but, like, everything just kind of goes quiet as he comes in, and he's, like, yeah, basically, it's, like, going into, like, a funeral, which, again, does not really say a lot of good well. about what I'm, I'm about to face here, but, and she can't even go all the way. She camps him upstairs and points him down the hallway, and is, like, sorry, I can't, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, fine. So he goes and, you know, taps on the door and Murphy is Looking pretty rough. and Yeah, and he kind of tries to like, oh, you look like shit. And she's like, kind of tries to lay. And she's like, yeah, I just don't even have it in me to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't play along, which he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, she okay. makes like, or like tries to smile or something, but really doesn't have. So That's he's a like... a brutal scene in here. It's, right. it really is. So Mickey is secured to the bed in a state of madness. And he yeah. only seems to be able to make animal noises. Cuffed to the bed. Cuffed to the bed. Yeah. And again, with his ankles as well. Like, they, that's. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they give this good because he's like, I remember him as being kind of like a jovial middle aged man, you know, that wears like older suits but kept in good condition because his wife will like kick his ass if he spills anything on them. And, you know, he's like, what I don't remember is like this manic. Express, you know, like madness the in the eyes and the the rictus just stretched and exactly and yeah, for his own safety and others, he is you know yeah, cuffed hand and foot kind of a thing, and it's just brought so low, and that's why you know when Murphy's kind of telling, so we find out that he was you know, you know couldn't sleep last night, whatever, so. When Sonia wakes up this morning, she's like, I'm going to let him sleep in. I don't want to disturb him. And we don't know exactly what transpires, but when he does get up, apparently pretty quickly flips his shit and starts going after her. And she ends up locking herself in the closet with her cell phone. And I kind of like almost how that was like, you can tell it's like early days because she's like, she locked herself in the closet, but she had a cellular with her. (laughs) You know, it's like now you wouldn't even, you know, somebody's like, she got in the closet and phoned us. You wouldn't think twice about what that meant. But I just, I feel like this kind of is a little bit like, this must still be when cell phones are like, not necessarily everyone had one. How did she have a phone if she's in the closet? Yeah, Yeah. how did she phone you? (laughs) How long is that? But anyways, um, but yeah, and then he's like, oh, she called the cops? And that's when Murphy's like, no, she called me. Like, she didn't want all the cops yeah. to see him like this. And you can, Which, like, like, 
damn. Yeah. Like, That's some loyalty. It is. And, yeah. and yeah, I think Dresden, he's like brave woman, you know, like you oh, don't yeah. know why your husband suddenly flipped. He's literally brave. But even to trust down. too that something's wrong and your husband isn't just trying to kill you. Because even what? then, like, you, you would have just, yeah, called the cops or yeah, whatever right? and been like, but yeah, exactly. But even like, like, like to trust your husband to that degree. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's, loyalty, I think, yeah. to me, part of where the bravery yeah. in that is, too, is that she wasn't just like, okay, you're an asshole, you flipped your switch, see ya, fucker. You yeah, know, it was right? like, no, this is not my this husband. This is something this really is, wrong. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is not, right? So, um, um, I don't like how we get the quick, because this is the first time we've seen Murphy in this book yet, because um, he was off yeah. running around with Michael and, and stuff like that, and Susan came and bailed him out. So we get the quick rundown of Murphy that, again, right, she doesn't look like somebody to be in charge of a police division. She doesn't look like someone that would stand there with mm-hmm. her feet planted facing down a loop guru, but she is. So tells us a little bit about Murphy again, right? And, um... Um, yeah, and also, for those of you who didn't read my first two books, this is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go exactly. back and read them. Yeah, exactly. Aren't you intrigued yet? Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, so Murphy's like, what happened, right? Mur- and then Malone starts, like, giggling and, like, jerking and bouncing on the bed and stuff like that. And it's just oh, creepy. Manic, but, crazy. Yeah, and she's like... Um, he's like, I don't know. And he's like, give me a minute. And she's like, well, could he be like possessed? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, could it be a spell? And he's like, Murphy. She's like, well, what are you getting? And this, I think, again, is a flip. Like, in the last book, we were like, Murphy, chill the fuck out. Like, let him figure out. He doesn't know. Like, you want answers. Like, you just told him what's going on and you want answers immediately. And here, again, it's read in the whole other way. And like, this isn't just her being a bitch and being like, where the fuck? This is like, it speaks, I think, afraid. to her. Yeah. Her panic and her fear and her, like, make me understand this, like, what is going on, like, what's happening to my friend mm-hmm. and why, and uh, you're who I rely on, like, yeah. Well, and she justifies it this no. time. It's not just, like, yeah, it's why not don't you have he- answers for me? It's a, this is one of mine. Like, this, yeah, I, I, I am responsible I for can't him. Explain, I need to know I, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and again, like, Murphy's lieutenant. Like, she is fully in charge. And that's the thing, yeah. Cops, it's not like, even just, like, a partner or somebody uh-huh. in her division. It's exactly, like, she's the leader of these guys as yeah. well and takes them in. So I guess it's, enough to be the leader when you're, like, in control of a crime scene and so much of strangers. But when you're the leader of your own family and there's a problem, you're like, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, especially, like, I mean, that's what they talk about a lot. Like, yeah. you know, like, especially, like, um, um, army and, and military and stuff like that, you know, they're like, you're making this decision to send these people into these situations, right? Like, it's not even just like, oh, wow, that uh, presentation, like, bombed and we're not going to get the account. It's like, no, I made the decision to go in and, like, 10 people died, you know, or whatever, right? Like, so much more weights and responsibility that comes from all those positions, right? So, so yeah, so we can give it, right? We can give Murphy the benefit of the doubt. We can give her the the. Um, Dresden sees how that she she clearly needs a break. She has been watching after and not knowing what's going on. So she sends them for for go get go get some coffee. Yeah. So she leaves. She's threatening. She's like, I swear, if you can't right. And again, this is like, yeah, in full moon, that was all like like direct. Um, threats against Dresden. You better give me answers now and and you better fix this if I find out you're involved. And this again, right, is just like... The it's like a place to, of anger versus a place of fear. Yeah, exactly. Just the the uh, helplessness in the situation. Yeah. You know, she's like, you bet. He's like, yeah, Kate, Kate, take it easy. Yeah, she really doesn't like feeling out of control. Oh, yeah. no. and especially because a lot of the problems on Full Moon was kind of like Murphy bringing it onto herself too, you know? Like, not to say that she really wanted, you know, IA on her ass or anything like that, yeah. but it was still a little bit more like, okay, Murphy, like, 
take responsibility. Like you're the one who's like making these problems worse and worse and worse as you go mm-hmm. on, right? Whereas this is fully out of her control and yeah, that and that's did, where yeah. she's she, she doesn't like being out of control. She no. does not like being unable to handle no. things. Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash rambling. Chapter 13. Dresden uses his wizard sight to inspect Mickey. He finds him ravaged in soul with a barbed wire spell wrapped around him, just like Agatha Hagglethorne. Dresden removes the spell and destroys it. So Dresden slowly inspects Mickey. He's fever hot with cold, crawling energy oozing on him. Like, what a description. Like, using the cold and the hot. He goes into it, right? Where he's like, hey, Mickey, it's Harry. I'm just going to touch you because I think I can maybe figure out. Um, um, What does he say, though? Because he's, like, obviously thinking, like, quick edit in a manic laughter scream. I don't know. No. Ew, I don't like it. Okay, yeah, that's you were way too ready with that. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So Justin's like talking to him, like, like he doesn't want to freak him out or whatever, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you had it prepared. <laughs> all right. So he's all like, "Hey, I'm just gonna touch you, so you know it's coming, and I'm just gonna see, cause I think I can tell if there's something wrong." Um, and he's like, I'm not going to hurt you, so don't freak out. <laughs> like, you know, like, you can tell sort of in that last moment that you're like, oh, yeah, you don't really know that he's in there, but you're just like, don't freak out. I'm going to do this. I know you're, like, crazy right now. Not really there, but, you know, but, yeah, it's just like, and, like, you talk to, like, scared animals or whatever, and, mm-hmm. but, yeah, please don't freak out and kill me. <laughs> so, you're going to feel something. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, so he touches him, and it's, it's no, no, Gusto? What's that? That's bad. Anyways, okay. Me no gusta. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. Yeah. Dresden avoids soul gazing with Mickey, which is understandable. Yeah. And see, instead he opts to use his wizard's sight. You have to back that up one second, because I was just about to add something onto the whole story. Oh, yeah, sure. I read this, <laughs> this is a horrible dad joke the other day, and it's like, I've taken to saying mucho to all, like, my Mexican friends. It really means a lot to them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so he can't just from the touch, he can't sense. So he's like, I'm gonna have to go deeper. See, and I thought it was interesting that he goes with the uh, see, uh, the wizard sight and soul gaze to me are kind of kin to each other. That, the, they're like, like you, kith you, and kin, but they're not the same. They're not interchangeable. Related, but not. Right. Like, you're going to see the truth of what's there. So, the way that I, from reading several books and having <laughs> gone over in, what, 17 books now? So, the soul gaze is you see that particular person. 
right? Soul to soul. I'm looking at you, Tanzan, and I'm going to get a read on what kind of person you are and have been and could potentially be. And I'm always going to remember it. I'm never for forget it. This impression of you. Like your brain. My condolences. <laughs> your brain and your heart and your memories and like everything kind of that makes you up. Yeah, right. So again, going forward, some of that may change, but this impression that I got of you today, that I'm always going to remember this is like I gazed on you today and that's just you. Yeah. The site doesn't let me go as far into who you are as an entire person, but I'm going to see all the aura and everything around you. So if I look at you with my site, I can be like, ooh, Victor Sells, you're gross and slimy and dark magic-y. Or I can look at Tanzan and be like, oh my god, like half of it's this gorgeous aura, like she can sing like the angels. And it's, it's inside versus outside. And kind of, but like you get, but you know, I, I can get and be like, ah, oh, she's got some black smudges around. She's not a perfect person. She hasn't done everything, but for the most part, she's kind of good. And you On know, a scale of like, one to ten, how insulted are you? She's right a natural. Now? Sure. She's, <laughs> a na she's a natural ginger, so you have to bring that into account. You're like, no, no question there. No soul. I, I can see that you're. Yeah, no you're, soul, no soul gaze. But you're. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <clears throat> so as, but yeah, but, but the. Uh, Marked safe from Harry Dresden. The <laughs> stamp on your forehead. You get like a tattoo right there now. Um, but yeah, but the site lets me see sort of the aura and I can okay. look at you and be like, oh, you're not a magical practitioner. I can be like, oh shit, she's a wizard. I didn't know that before because we've only ever looked at each other from across the classroom or whatever, right? Um, and I can see, you know, the magic flowing around your apartment that is your home and your... Your threshold and your ley lines and your... Yeah, and I don't know. your familiars oh, of your... Yeah. Right, so you can see it, that's the thing, in, in anything and everything, whereas a soul gaze is very person to person. That's getting right deep down inside you. Oh, okay. Whereas, yeah, the sight is, is deeper than surface, but not as deep as a soul gaze. Okay, okay. All right, I didn't realize that. Yeah. The Essentially, depth. you have to have a soul to have a soul gaze, whereas the sight just works on everything, which I would say more at a surface level. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you see, like, the house that Victor Sells lived in. Was yeah, but all in. I meant is it goes deeper than the surface, because when he's looking at the house, it's just a house. When he brings up his sight, he sees all the skulls floating above it and all the dark mm -hmm. energies. That's what I mean about it goes, like, a step below what your regular Joe Blow human has and we don't see. It's like taking a magnifying see. glass. Ooh, <laughs> look. All that bacteria. Yeah, it's like an infrared lens. Yeah, okay. Or something. Yeah, yeah he's... I like that. Okay, so there you go. He's not jamming like an endoscopic mic or camera He just inside. puts on the red and blue glasses from the theater. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? He's not like shoving anything inside your eternal organs and taking a look, but he's doing like Gross. an x-ray or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. So this is it. So you're just getting more of the picture, but still not Non-invasive surgery versus invasive surgery. Right. Exactly. So at that point, that's what, that's why at that point in time, he would, if he would soul gaze with Mickey, he would go insane. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause there's a lot more. Cause here, at the very least not like, you wouldn't be looking at Mickey. So what's the point? Like, well, yeah, and yeah. exactly. So here, yeah, exactly. He's looking at, at the effects of what is happening to Mickey as opposed to literally being drawn in and experiencing it with I was going to say, yeah, it's like either look at what's happening to Mickey or see what's happening to Mickey and like, yeah, like, be a know. part of yeah. what's happening. And again, I was not that I've ever thought about it in that sense before, but I'm like, it actually probably wouldn't do a whole lot for Mickey right then too to like look at Dresden's soul or, uh, yeah, no, you know, I'm like, no. sure. I'm like, probably maybe someone help. like Michael might not 
thought, you know, that might help bring you, but somebody is, you know, conflicted. I mean, again, just from the hints we've got, but again, just Dresden being a conflicted person and having seen all kinds of shit. I'm like, I don't know that's what you want to see right now. Right. Typically not described as a come to Jesus moment when you look upon Harry's no. soul. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or maybe a very good reason too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> so what he does see with Mickey is ravaged and bleeding and with black wire wrapped around him, no longer looking mad, but in extreme agonizing pain. pain. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just, and, and like a shark attack is how he describes yeah, it. Like he's literally, but again, while looking at this version of him through the site, his body looks like it's had chunks and he's like bleeding all over again in reality none of that it's all sort of this surface mm-hmm. um not surface spiritual mauling yeah it's pretty much a metaphor for ptsd yeah it's just like yeah like harshly harshly torn apart it's and- yeah exactly so mind body yeah exactly mm-hmm. and in, in okay. pain the whole mm-hmm. yeah yeah like yeah so yes, yeah, same barbed wire as agatha hagelthorne which is a mouthful of a name yes yeah so yeah, so then that's again throws him because like what the hell can affect a person and a ghost? Mm-hmm. Like that's right there. Not kind allowed. Of, it's well exactly right. So I mean, you sure obviously Harry threw spells at her and things like that, and you can do. But I mean, again, like with ghosts not being physical, real entities in our world, something that can touch a ghost should not be the same real physical entity. And right, it just shouldn't work the same. And Harry's like, no bueno. This is not kosher. This is a little bit fucked up, too. Um, and this is kind of where... He is- breaks the laws of magic. Or that they are broken. What? Harry does this whole, like, you know, all magic has to be done from creation and life and, like, oh. everything is this. It's like, Harry looking- doesn't break any laws well, of no, magic like, here. no, like, he explains but- it to us that it's broken. Yes. He's, yeah. he's yes. like, but it's not. It came from something else, and I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. So Harry examines the barbed wire spell, and it's nothing like he's seen. It's, uh, as you said before, it's not made with life, but it's almost like it's made with the exact opposite. And Harry is concerned about the sanity of his friend because the immense pain he's under because of this spiritual mauling. Well, yeah, exactly. And again, Harry's like, I didn't even know that he could make it with something, not life and creation. Like, yeah, it doesn't go in with line of anything that I've been taught. So now he's like, new ball game. Because he's like, even the necromancer shit is still like, it still follows the same two plus two that I know. And right now this is like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> two plus two equals four. And now this is two plus two equals five. It's still the two I don't plus know, two. More it's just like, not I don't know, like. <laughs> two squared I, equals. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know. Really, I don't know. <laughs> Matt. Matt. Stop breaking me off the So. Yeah, I don't know. My brain is broken. I just re-brought up math and I have to end I, now. I have I'm to walk away now. from this. <laughs> so, um. Hang on, I went way too far back here. So, yes. It's like 3 squared is 9, but 3.4.5 plus 4.5 is also 9 or something like that. And he's like, what the fuck? There's like, no fuck. I you can't square magic. It doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I get know. a little bit more. But, but yeah. Um, it had to be a spell, but didn't look like anything. Most magic throbbed and pulsed with light life. And even if it was being used for malevolent purposes, magic comes from life, from the energy of our world. That's what I'd always been taught. But the barbed wire was dull, flat, matte black. Are you out there listening, Matt? Put that into an equation, please. (laughs) (laughs) And he will. (laughs) 
So, yeah. So. Make your students do it. <laughs> Extra credit. <laughs> oh, they can be like Mr. Miller, who always found a way to, like, bring Harry Potter into, like, social studies or, like, give you guys extra, like, quizzes or tested by doing. So (laughs) this is it. Harry decides to pull the barbed wire from Mickey. He manages only to have the barbed wire attack him him instead. Yeah. So he did. Well, first he actually thinks he's, like, the the smart thing to do would be to research this and get Bob involved and tackle this sort of carefully and, and, um, but he's like, he's already been suffering for hours. And now that he can see how badly he's suffering, he's like, I don't want to leave him like this for like another day. And that might, you know, like rupture his sanity altogether. Like he's already pretty far gone with this. If I do that, there might never, right? He might never come back from it. So, yeah. So again, Harry's like jumping in and choosing to do like field surgery, you know, instead of doing the research and... You know, consulting his colleagues and making, he's like... Sort of like in the trenches, gotta make a yeah, decision right now. Yeah, he's like, like, I'm gonna jab my ball point into this guy's trachea and hope for the best, mm-hmm. right? So, so he tries, he's like, I, I don't want to be doing it like this, right? He's like, fuck, I wish I had the time and whatever right. to... You know, so he's already like, fuck, this situation just is shittier and shittier and shittier, you know? Um, but yeah, decides to just go in and do it. And he's like, it's gonna, so yeah, basically just start yanking this out by, and it's tough. Like, that's the thing is like, it doesn't just easily start. He's like a gentle at first. And then he's just like yanking on it basically. And it does start coming free. So he keeps going. But meanwhile, it's, it has its will of its own trying to embed ha- into the victim. Well, yeah, it wants to stay attached. So it's fighting him to come loose. Mickey is obviously in more quote-unquote physical psychic pain torture <laughs> torture to and harry even like he says like he's like his hands don't go numb but it's like a burning cold mm-hmm. and it just again doesn't even give him yeah. the release of going like numb and not it just just keeps, keeps aching, and aching, aching and aching and burning and so the whole thing is just hugely and then yeah i finally finally gets it all the way out and it's like all right and then the thing's like <laughs> you know whips around on him it's like where did my body go oh look there's one right here you know so yeah so now so at least he manages to like yell and he's again still doing all of this under the site so that he can see the spell yeah and he had to pour a bunch of his will and energy and to be able to properly touch and grab hold mm-hmm. of this spell and stuff too so he's still working some heavy duty stuff and yells when this thing suddenly like attacks him, which yeah. turns out to be a good thing because Murphy comes rushing in. She comes in in the room. The the door burst open. Murphy came through it, her eyes living flames of azure blue, her hair a golden coronet around her. She held a blazing sword in her hand, and she shone so brightly and beautiful and terrifying in her anger that it was hard to see. The sight, I realized dimly, I was seeing her for who she was. Like, what a cool imagery. I it really, cool. really like it that description. Beautiful. So, way back when, when I first read this, I don't know why, Yesterday. I had it put, <laughs> I had it, it that this scene happens in Deadbeat. I totally forgot Ooh. it was in Great Fail. So when I was just rereading this the other day, I was like, oh shit, that came a lot earlier than I thought. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, this is an image that keeps with me forever through Murphy. Like, yeah. just this blazing guardian angel in all of her glory. Like, that's just who Murphy comes to be. Like, she, yeah. even if she might seem like a little bit of this, like, she bitch gets, earlier she gets, on. Well, it's she a much of redeeming quality. Well, she grows into it though in the series. Like she really becomes less and less and less of this, you know, force against Harry and more and more and more of this guardian 
constantly at his just side, you know? The blind trust, the faith. Yeah, right. You and know, that exactly. She doesn't, no longer has to have everything spelled out to the letter. She starts to trust. She fully becomes this, like, oh, avenging you angel. You need to do this, I'll do this. And yeah. and, yeah, I trust now that I know that you're doing it for... And he kind of says here, he's like, I'd never tell Murphy what I saw, because she'd just laugh at me, but, like... Yeah. Like, I don't know, there's, like, moments throughout the series, and you're like, tell her, 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 tell her. I know. I know. But yeah. Take up the sword. You already got one anyway. Yeah, right? Yeah. Fulfill the prophecy. (laughs) But yeah, so this whole just, again, this imaging, this processing, because yeah, it turns out she comes in wielding like her gun and that. But again, in this wizard sight image, it's like this, you know, basically this halo around her and wielding like this sword. And it's just, yeah, it's just the personification of. (sighs) Murphy. I say, when was that Mike Socks made his prediction? A long time ago. Like when the book came, were you guys all reading when the book first came out? Uh, uh, no, he, because I think I got into it and then I got my sister into it and then him, I he think. Started, okay. So I, I, I honestly, I don't know how soon Still, if he oh, sort of. At least a decade or so. Probably at least. Good job. So anyways, um, yeah, so she just immediately comes in. She's like, because, yeah, so she's like, he can't see what's going on. Because he's like, you know, I'm still struggling with the wire, right? But, of course, Murphy can't see it. But she just hears him yell and sees him being all weird. And she's like, Harry, what the hell? And he's like, open the window. And she's like, boom, doesn't hesitate. She just throws up the window, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, there we go. We, need, we needed some of this last book, Murphy. Yeah. But this is a little bit where we're at. Like, she's like, all right, I called you in to help out Malone because I feared suspected this might be a supernatural problem mm-hmm. and now you're being all weird shit and i'm just gonna roll with it and open a window like i mean again it's not like you and i you know but yeah just exactly like no hesitation he's just like open the window she opens it and yeah yeah a he, year ago we couldn't have even trusted murphy to open a yeah window. wait now what do you like, need hey, she why do you need don't just open it just open it yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. but i don't understand what but yeah yeah so yeah so he manages to to prod it out of him again and flings it out the window and just blasts it Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, rattling she- the house with it. See, this is this is stuff like how does how does Rudy like explain this still like <laughs> deny deny deny. Somebody set off fireworks. There was a small gas explosion in the neighborhood oh, at the same something. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who the fuck knows where? But I know he just stumbled himself, not the house. I know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so at least he explains that fire purges. Everything, yeah. you know, real and living spirit, spiritual world, or fire still burns in, fires, in the spirit world. Yeah, yeah. it burns mm-hmm. and purifies and that. So thankfully, that is enough to get rid of that piece of barbed wire right then. Yeah. Which is too bad, because, uh, uh, you know, if Rudy happened to be... <laughs> <laughs> Could have just chucked it out the window at Rudy and solved all kinds of problems and been like, oh yeah, bitch. Jerk. <laughs> I feel very confident about the decision that Harry made that changed the timelines. But, like, at the same time, all we technically know is that it was just one choice in Grave Peril that starts the timeline jumping. I was like, maybe it was coming to Malone's. Maybe it was. Hmm. Maybe it was. So maybe what you're saying is there's really a reality where he just fucking snapped that thing onto Rudy and be like... Stephen Hawking is the one who said that there's, like, infinite amount of universes. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so, yeah. So, but yes, yeah, it's the little explosion from his fireball going off. It rattled some windows. It set off some car alarms. It got some dogs barking. Mickey seems to be freed now, although he's in a bad place and desperately needs recovery. Like, he's still... 
Yeah. Well, his soul's been ravaged. Harry spends a minute on the floor of this own, his own maniacal giggling, and Murphy's just being like, oh, shit. what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? Yeah, trying to get himself yeah. out of it, because again, he's, yeah, he's still looking at everything through his sight. He's like, right, right. you know what? I could just drown in the madness. I could no longer have to worry about what's right or wrong, helping people, hurting people. He's like, I can just soak in all the terribleness and just fucking go crazy. And he's like, for a while, it sounded really good, and but he managed Manages, there's still just another. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> sitting on the floor, rocking, just like giggling to himself. And Tenzin? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're coming to take me away. <laughs> so, um, um, and yeah, so he finally, finally it's starts. Really to- good at it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucked. <laughs> So finally, man, Ray Tans is gonna come through my window in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, you can too. I will call you and just laugh. <laughs> it'll be it'll be like the phone call at the beginning of this book or something like that. Hello, hello. Soon, just <laughs> soon. <laughs> you know, like the scariest sound in movies is like the creaking seesaw. <laughs> the swing. Um, my stairs creak a lot all I have to do is just go <laughs> shuffle 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 creak, just, creak, creak. just hold the phone down by your feet as you like crawl up the stairs or something I'm gonna hit every spot that you grows. crawl with all four hands it's extra creepy so you can yeah hit them all four limbs oh my gosh rambling what uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah you laugh for fluff and fling literally the only one who ever has to say it. So <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you guys don't have to say it, do you? I don't ever have to say it. <laughs> For flafferfler. <laughs> it's like every time you go to say our name, you just become the sweetest chef. <laughs> <laughs> Finally comes back to himself. What? A chapter? Murphy is just kind of standing over him. I think sort of guarding. Like, like she's standing over him, but like got her gun to the door and that. And is like, are you okay now? Like, so again, it just fits with the whole, you know, like, she is sort of guarding him and Malone and, like, I don't really know what's going on, love but you, I'm going to be, love you. yeah, I'm going to take out whatever tries to yeah. fuck things up here. So he's like, yeah, spell something, whatever. She's like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, I don't know. How's uh, Mickey? And Mickey is vastly improved. Yeah. He's calm. He's no longer grinning maniacally. He's not making weird noises. Like, he's just, he's calm. He's exhausted. Like, she can tell, right? And and so she goes over and she's like, hey. And he's like, Murph. And he's like, where's Sonia? You know, and you're like, oh. So she's like, yeah, I'll get him. And he's like, oh, my wrists hurt. And she kind of checks with Dres and he's like, yeah, it should be. Yeah. Right? Like, the spell was just what was making him crazy and act fucked up or whatever right so she does the un and i mean like you could only imagine I mean, dresden's a little disoriented he was he went into the site for a few minutes and and saw this spell and removed it 
mm-hmm. right? And just had some bad mojo, like, contacting it. Like we mm-hmm. say, Malone's been under this for, like, and, and and wasn't the barbed wire that chewed him up, right? Like, like something else yeah. kind of chewed him up and took those bites out and then wrapped, wrapped him up him in up. barbed wire right. and, and pieced out, right? So he's been through so much more, um, and... And like can you like oh yeah, that's just gonna say is Dresden's all disoriented just from you know, has to take a moment to like push the side away and come back to himself and he's like, I've got tears and he's like his he's you know, shaky and like can't talk. And like how from alone to suddenly come out of this and mm-hmm. find yourself like cuffed to your bed, like Dresden already said when he came in the room it was like sweat and urine and like just yeah, how just much brutal. more like what the fuck is going totally. on right like brutal. yeah yeah so yeah so Murphy like uncuffs him she's like I'll go get your wife Sonia comes up right and you can tell right he says she's like really hesitant at first and then the second they're like no and he's like you know like she touches him and he just reaches to hold her hand and she just like oh, yeah, yeah it's like so the two of the they decide to leave them just to give them their privacy yeah yeah, let them be. And Dresden so. tells Murphy about what he calls the nightmare. Yeah, I like too. He's like, we've been. Ca- I've been calling it the nightmare. I'm like, no, Mortimer <laughs> called it the nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you even called it shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's like, uh, yeah. It's like for the last three hours, I've been calling <laughs> yeah. it the nightmare. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so much cooler than yeah. what the fuck is this thing that I've been saying? Yeah. Um, and two tease each other a bit and. Murphy asks what he saw when he, when she first came in. He won't tell her of her garden of his guardian angel. Yeah, she's vision. like, you looked at me kind of weird. What was up with that? He's like, nah, you wouldn't believe me here. You'd laugh if you'd laugh in my face or something if I told you. So she's like, mm, okay. And she actually lets it slide. She's like, all right. But yeah, I like how he kind of says he's like, yeah, I don't mind hanging on to that one. He's like, that one I'll keep. But but yeah, even some of the like explains it like his emotional pain stuff like that because he tries to tell her he's like something tore him up like like inside. And Murphy's all like like what do you mean? And he's like it's like emotional pain and things like that. Right? Tries to give her some. So again, just that trauma again mm-hmm. of you know and and again like she's. Still doesn't quite get it, but she's just like, how do we kill it? (laughs) (laughs) Dresden uh, vows to find the nightmare and to destroy it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So, um, um, yeah, he's going to find. So Murky again offers. She's like, if I can help. And then, yeah. So he sends her off to go find. (laughs) <laughs> like, I love how they get back to some of that. Like, again, in the beginning, like, they couldn't Give do Give me a sandwich, that. woman. Well, yeah, and then she's like, well, you should eat more bean pot. You're like, okay, here's them coming back. Here's them, like, you know, just a few moments ago when he first showed up, he kind of tried to get a little of that going. Like, you look like shit, Murphy, and she couldn't even summon, right? So now you're like, okay, this back is both the of teaser. them. Yeah, easing back. And, like, that she goes to, to let, like, all the rest of the cops and stuff that are all, like, waiting around and stuff like that, right? Let them know that, like... Shit's better now, right? So, yeah. So he has that moment. Uh, this is really fucking bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I guess I gotta go find it before it finds me. This concludes our episode 8.6, It's Personal. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.